Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with intuitive life coach, Dave Shep. Dave pulls from his corporate experience and a bit of new age woo-woo to help you find your own personal power and step up to lead others. Listen in for help merging your physical, emotional, and spiritual life to reach your full potential and live your passion. Let's get started. Here is your host, Dave Shep. Hi, leaders. How is everyone this week? Thank you so much for joining me. It's great to be here as usual. It's been a really incredible week for me. Um, My book launched, um, and it has been, I think, one of the most exciting times that I can remember in a long time. Because I'm learning new things as as I go, um, you know how to market a book is is <laughs> is interesting for sure. Um, but it it's just been something that I have just enjoyed, and you know I've gotten some reviews come in. People who bought it, people have actually reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, thank you for this book. It made it made me feel better," and and it's just amazing. And uh, so I, I'm very grateful for that. I'm great, very grateful for the reception that I've gotten. Um, and I found a voice actor who is going to turn it into an audiobook. So I'm very excited about that uh, because I have a hard time reading word for word. I would never be able to do it. I would just go off on some tangents and rants when I thought of something as I'm talking. So I am definitely not the best person to do it. But I found a really cool voice actor. And so hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I will not only have the, the paperback version and the ebook version, but I will also have an audiobook on Audible. And uh, so I'm very excited. The book is called uh, You Are a Gift to the World. And it's available right now on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Um, so check it out. I also have autographed copies on my website at daveshep.com. So if you are interested in finding out how you are a gift to the world, because I know that you've heard me say I am a gift to the world. <laughs> And that, that's basically what this book is. I mean, this whole journey that it took for me to figure out that I am a gift to the world, um, I, I kind of put that journey in this book because it wasn't, you know, it was just a few years ago where I didn't have that level of, of self-esteem, that level of self-confidence. E- even though I was happy and even though I was proud of myself, there wasn't this deep emotional connection with self-love that I have now. Um, what changed in me when I found the true self-love, what that truly means, uh, is I developed self-respect. And all of a sudden, my self-confidence, my self-esteem, and, you know, everything just rose dramatically because the way that I break it down in my book and, and the way that I break it down in my coaching is it's very different things from emotional, physical, and spiritual, you know, self-connection. But what I found is when I developed all of those that I got self-respect for myself. And when I got the self-respect, I developed boundaries. And I had no no idea how powerful boundaries are. And it wasn't until I finally figured out the true meaning of a boundary and what that meant and how it could improve my life and the lives of people around me, my friends, my family. All of these things, all because all of a sudden, 
I have specific boundaries based on my values and my virtues. And it truly has changed my life. It's enabled me to do this podcast. I mean, this is, I think this is like episode 47. That's crazy that I am 47 episodes in. And now I'm an author. And I have book sales, so I can actually call myself an author. <laughs> and that has been a dream for many, many years. I have a second book coming out in November. That one, I think, is going to change a lot of my life because that's the one that I've been working really, really hard on. And it's taken a lot of research and I'm kind of reinventing some things, uh, just some, some things that you think about. So I'm hoping that this new book is going to be very interesting. I've also developed my one year signature program and it's intense. And the people that are going through it right now have told me that, that they've come across some incredible changes just in the short time that we've been doing it. I think one is only two months in and one is a month in. And it's a one-year commitment, but it is truly life-changing. Because at the end, you're just going to realize that you truly are as powerful as you've always wanted to be and thought you should be, but didn't know how to get there. Today, I wanted to talk about uh, basically your past. Because I think so many people think that our past define us. And that's a lot of... It's a lot of things that people get trapped up in is thinking to yourself, you know, the who I am today is the who I was yesterday and I can never change. Too many bad things have happened. I can't go back. And while I do believe that that is true in a relationship with others, I don't think it's true in a relationship with yourself. And what I mean by that is I, I've done some relationship counseling some or some relationship coaching in the past. I've done some, I've had some relationships myself, friendships, relationships that I've had to end. And it was because there was just too much damage done. There was a point to where you could not take back some things you said or did. And if it was the other person who said and did those things, then then trust was destroyed. And there, there was just a lot of things that sometimes things happen to teach us a lesson. And it's just, it's time that, okay, this part of my life is over. Now I need to start a new chapter. So while that is true in relationships with others, it is 100% not true with a relationship with yourself. And the reason, the difference is, is that when you're with another person in a relationship trying to heal it, trying to get closer, and there's been some intense pain, there's the anomaly of the other person. So you, you can't be 100% safe and secure that they're not going to repeat the same behavior or do something that is going to throw a wrench in this. With yourself... the relationship of just dealing with you and, and building that self-love, if you are serious about improving that, 
then you will know that you can trust yourself because you're going to get to that certain point. You're going to get to a point where you realize, hey, who I've been is not who I wish to continue to be, and it's not who I want to be in the future. So I need to make some drastic changes in my life. I need to make better choices. Because so far, the choices that I've been making have been wrong. My thought process has been wrong for a lot of things because I continue to do the same kind of things. I continue to hurt the same people. I continue to hurt myself because I'm not taking a closer look at who I am because my life has been full of choices and decisions and they've led up to the moment right here. And this is the moment where everything is going to change. And I know it's difficult to see yourself as anything other than who you've always been. Because as time goes by, we're all left with scars. But you have to remember one thing. Scars are fucking sexy. And that's true. And you know it. (laughs) So you just have to own your scars, love your scars, and learn from the self-inflicted damage that you've done to yourself. You can control so many things in your life if you simply take responsibility and one, let go so you can heal the past, but just say, hey, I really do love myself. Sorry, I've got to turn my phone off. Um, You want to just remember that, that, you know, it's all about loving yourself. What pieces of your of yourself have you sacrificed in the years that you have been trying to figure out who you are? You know, you keep taking chances and you keep ending up in the same road because you're making the same decisions that are not working for you. So you need to find a better way. And I, and I deal with that a lot. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll sit down with a new client. We start talking and, and, and they're upset about their life. And they, you know, they talk about all the, you know, all of the toxic relationships they have in their life. And I'm like, well, why do you keep drawing the same people in? You know, you've mentioned three people that you've, you've brought into your life just in the last few months that are just as toxic as the ones that you got rid of prior. So you're continually hanging around the same people. You're continually attracting the same energy. Because you're not moving forward, you're living in the past. And it's all about fear because fear is so powerful. And there are so many times, especially in today's society, with all the fear going on, you know, with the pandemic, with with politics, everything, where you feel like you don't have any control. I I think that's why people are so adamant about fear. You know, face masks, like you really see some over the top. um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Over over the top reactions to face masks. And one thing I've kind of figured out is that it's all because a face mask is something that someone can personally control about their own safety, about their own livelihood, about their own body. So because that gives them a, a form of control in a world where they're is no control with this virus, with everything going on, that some people gravitate towards a face mask as a life preserver 
as a security blanket, as this is the way that I can take control of my life and I'm going to shout it to the rooftops because it means so much to me and I want it to mean so much to others. And I get it. And, and, and I understand it. So it's just like the things that you can control, how do you do it in a way that it's healthy for you and that it's healthy for the people around you? Because that all comes down to those scars again, like I was talking about the past. How do we, how do we let our past not define us? I've made some boneheaded boneheaded decisions in my life. When I was in my 20s and early 30s, Jesus Christ, I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? But then when I look back at them, I figure out what do I need to learn from that experience? And, and I've written them down. I've written them down, what I did, how I felt at the time, how I feel about it now, how I would change the approach that I took now. And just by doing that simple exercise of writing it out, it helped me process it. And once I understood it, it lost its power over me. Because once I understand an emotion, once I understand a traumatic event, once I understand a decision that I made that went south or a decision that I made that even went well, once I understand why I made it, it turns it into wisdom and not shame. So I'd like you to do that exercise. Grab a piece of paper, take one of the most shameful moments of your life, write it out, and write it out from the perspective of that time frame of when it happened. And then go back and reframe that as to what you would do now, what you would do differently, what you, what you have learned from this experience. And I guarantee when you write it out the second time of how you would take care of it now, with the wisdom that you currently possess, with the time that has gone by, with the age that you possess, you're going to realize, hey, this was a valuable lesson. So because this happened, because I did this this way, I learned this. This is my lesson. This has turned into wisdom. And because it is a lesson, it no longer has the power of shame over me because I needed to learn this in order to be the person that I am today. Don't let your shame make you full of fear. Find the courage to process and understand the shame. That's the only way that you're going to be able to not be defined by your past. You know, someone, when I was younger, they, they would use the term, be brave, you know, be brave, Dave, be brave. And it's just like, those are words that I know they were just trying to give me courage, but they, they really intimidated me. You know, I was a kid. I, I, I wasn't even 10 years old and they started that and it, it lasted well into my teens. And it was just like, I realized what they were trying to do was push me on, but all it made me feel was that I wasn't brave and they had to always constantly remind me. So I felt like I was more of a coward all the time. So when you grow up and you're four and years like that, your teenagers and you realize that you're a coward because everybody's always around you saying, be brave, be brave. Then it hurts. And you have to realize that you need to 
draw on that strength and realize that they were just doing the best that they can while they were saying that. But that it didn't mean that you were a coward. It was just their way of encouraging you because they cared about you. So now, as an adult, I understand this, and I understand that lesson. The big lesson for me is, yes, I want to be someone's cheerleader, but I don't want to be a cheerleader and say things that's going to demean them and make them feel small. So you have to do that for yourself as well. You have to figure out a way to be your own cheerleader, to be able to make yourself feel extraordinary and not feel small. And that's all based on the way that you communicate with yourself. It's all based on how you say, be brave or be courageous. It's just, you have to understand how important it is to say the right things to yourself so that you're not demeaning yourself and staying in the torment of the past. You need to work on your self-confidence and you need to work on becoming your own best friend. You're in your own head 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And your inner voice only has the power that you give it. If your inner voice is constantly judging you and is constantly harsh, then you are feeding it that. And you need to figure out a way to make peace with your inner voice. And you need to ask it, what do I need to do so that you can become my best friend? What kind of commitment do I need to make to you, my inner voice? in order for you to build a friendship with me that's based on respect, honor, and compassion. And then I'm going to dig a little deeper and I'm going to think to myself, okay, is this inner voice me or am I simply parroting what other people in my life are saying to me? And it's not my inner voice at all. It's their inner voice that I'm constantly doing battle with. That's important. A lot of people don't realize that. That all you're doing is creating an aspect of yourself in your own mind that is nothing but the tormenting voice of someone in real life who has been mean to you. You hear their words of torment and despair and that you're not good enough. And then your own inner voice is silent, afraid. So you need to figure that out. Whose voice is being mean to you? If it's not your voice, you need to go to war. If it is your voice, you need to go to war. (laughs) You see how that works? Either way, you have to prepare for a battle to remove that negative self-talk from your life. And you don't hold back. 
you pull out all the punches. You bring the bazooka to a knife fight. And you tell that inner voice that if it wants to stay, it has to change. Because you've made the decision that you're going to change. So it has to as well. Every time that you say one bad thing about yourself, you say two good things. Period. You start doing that exercise, I guarantee within a week you're going to notice a difference in your life. You get out of the shower, you're toweling off, you look in the bathroom mirror, you look into your own eyes, you look at your body, and you stand there and you say, I love you. And you repeat it over and over and over until you believe it. Until there's a spark in your heart and in your body that you believe what you're saying, that you love yourself. Then you can walk away and get dressed. You do that every day for two weeks. And I guarantee you, your life will dramatically change. It's crazy how that works. It's crazy how powerful the mind is. When I talk to people, it'll be like, yeah, when I was 14 years old, my cousin said this to me and I really can't get their words out of my head and it's affected my life. And I just look at them all happy. I'm like, this is really good news. And they're like, what the fuck are you? Hi. (laughs) And I'm like, no, because it's really good news because that tells me that one sentence was able to destroy you and destroy you for years of your life. So that tells me that one sentence that I say is going to heal you and you're going to have a much better life from now on. And they just look at me dumbfounded, but it's true. If you can think back in your head and you think back to one sentence or one situation in your life that has totally changed your life for your self-worth and your self-confidence and your self-esteem, then it's that simple that one sentence or one moment can heal it and make you better and stronger because of it. And that's, that's what's incredible. The other thing is, if there are negative people in your life, cut them out. I don't care what you have to do. But you get rid of the negative people who are keeping you down, who are trying to diminish your light, who are trying to keep you from living your life. You get rid of that toxic, toxic behavior in your life. If it's completely impossible, for you to remove that toxic behavior or that toxic person, then you need to detach from them so that their words mean nothing to you. You have to build a suit of light armor around you so that anything that they say cannot penetrate it and they cannot affect your emotions or your mood. That's the harder of the two. It's real easy to cut somebody out. It's harder to stay with a toxic person. But it can be done. 
it takes a little bit of time. It takes some coaching. It takes some help. If you need help in this area, reach out to me. I've got some good tips for you. Another thing you can do to really move forward and not let the past define you is just identify what your core values are and then honor them in all that you do. I have a a, cl- a free class on my website for authenticity. I talk about some core values in that. And then I actually have another class that has some core value exercises. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to break that core values exercise out um, and probably make a separate class for that. When I do, I'll let you guys know. But uh, identifying your core values is is incredible. What I do is I, I have a... a um, just a, a way that I do it with my clients is that we we look at a whole bunch of different values and a whole bunch of different areas, and then we we gravitate towards some, and then we go through exercises to kind of break them down, and then by the time we're done, we have our, like our top twenty core, core values, and then we break that down even further into our top five. And when you have your top five core values, that's that's generally that's a good thing you know where you're at at that point with your life, with what you are, who you are. And when you live your life according to those top five core values, you're going to feel empowered and you're going to be able to prioritize what your your goals are. You're going to be able to prioritize your dreams. There are so many things that you benefit from having really strong core values that you know. The other thing is, self-sabotage you know one thing you do when you have low self-esteem and low self-confidence is you just constantly self-sabotage so you need to work on eliminating the toxic habits you want to get rid of the unhealthy eating the unhealthy relationships the unhealthy emotions you know if you're not working out if you're not taking care of physical physical then you need to take care of your physical if you're not spiritually connected, you need to find a way to become spiritually connected, at least with yourself, with your higher being. You need to figure that out. And then the last thing is just remembering that you need to get rid of these limiting beliefs. Because all throughout your life, people have put shackles on you, told you you can't do this, told you you can't do that. You've done it to yourself. Society has done it to you. Your family has done it to you. Your coworkers have done it to you. They've put limited beliefs on you that you have begun to believe, and they're preventing you from being the person that you should and want to be. So remove the shackles, unleash the genie, whatever it is that you can think, but come into your power and realize how incredible you are. We are all unique. We are all special. We all have strengths. Start using your strengths. Look into your shadow and see the darkness in your soul and figure out what part of that is your power. Because when you do shadow work, and I help a lot of people with their shadow work and and their shadow healing. When you work on your shadow, you realize that it's a superpower. And the darkness within you is actually a strength. And when you own it, when you make it a part of you, then you control it and it no longer controls you. And that is extremely empowering 
and powerful. And it's the secret to being a good leader. If you want more information on that, just reach out to me. I hope this has helped you. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to our next conversation as usual. And if you want to check out my book, I admit it would mean a lot to me. And if you get the book, leave me a review. That would mean a lot as well. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Coaching for Leaders podcast with Dave Shep. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you like the show, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you know someone searching for their life purpose, be sure to tell them about the show. Find Dave at Facebook.com slash Dave Shep Consult and on Instagram at Dave Shep Consulting or visit the website at www.daveshepconsulting.com.